Hello and welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information you need. No matter if you're building, buying, selling or remodeling, we've got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. Today's topic is opportunity zones. What are they? And how can you take advantage of them? Hi, I'm your host, David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes, and I want to thank you again for tuning into the Home Building Hero, and I want to thank you all for subscribing. If you haven't subscribed, it's very easy. Just go into your podcast app on your phone, search for Home Building Hero, hit subscribe, and you're done. You'll get notified every time there's a new episode. I really appreciate it, and also check out our new website, homebuildinghero.com, and we have our last 10 episodes up on the site and also more information about the program. So thank you again for tuning in. So again, we're talking about opportunity zones here. And uh, this is something that uh, we're all still trying to figure out and understand. And if you are a land developer, if you're an investor, this is definitely something that you may want to take a look at because there is some you know, opportunity, obviously, to uh, take advantage of this. So basically, how this came about is, in uh, the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, they wanted to spur some more economic activity, especially in distressed areas. And this is throughout the country. So it doesn't matter if you live here in Wisconsin like me or you live in uh, uh, you know, Pittsburgh or you live in uh, Arizona or wherever. Uh, there are opportuni- opportunity zones all over the country. And basically the idea is to take some of the more economically challenged communities and spur new development through tax incentives and help revitalize these areas. So the way it works is investors can reinvest their capital gains into these opportunity funds. So basically what they're saying is if you have a piece of property, you sell it and you make a bunch of money off of it, you can, instead of paying tax on that, you can reinvest that money into one of these opportunity zones and then either defer paying tax on it or if you keep the fund or you keep the property long enough, you can actually not pay capital gains on that. So this is great if you own a family property and you're getting older and you want to get rid of it or you know, you've know you had a piece of land that you were going to build on and now you're not and uh, it's worth you know twice as much as what you paid for it. Well, great. This is, this is something that you may want to look at. Especially if you're in the investment world, if you're looking at doing multifamily um, or, or you want to get into owning some property, you know, maybe some rental property, you could buy and rehab things. So there's a lot of uh, options here for you if you wanted to do this. So uh, anyway, they can take their capital gains and putting it into these opportunity funds. Then the other thing they can do is you can temporarily defer and reduce the taxes on those gains or even eliminate the taxes completely, but you got to hold the property for 10 years in order to completely um, you know, get rid of all those future gains. So in Wisconsin, in particular, obviously a state that I live in, there are about 120 tracks uh, throughout uh, Wisconsin that would qualify as an opportunity zone. And about a little over 70% of them are in an urban area where the rest are, are more in a rural area. Uh, the challenging thing here, I think, with the opportunity zones, at least here in our state, is that the medium home value is pretty low. It's in about $110,000 range, which is 
pretty low. And the home ownership rate is 40%, which is well, well below our state average. I think our uh, average selling price of a home is well over 200 now. And uh, our home ownership rate is probably more in the 60% range statewide. So these are obviously impoverished areas. The challenge is, you know, remodeling or rebuilding things is, is it still worthwhile to put all that money into that property uh, in those areas where there just isn't a lot of value? And if there's things nearby, if there's amenities that aren't too far away, a couple blocks away, it could very well be worthwhile because that will also probably spur some other economic development around the area, like maybe some shopping centers, um, maybe a you know a quickie mart type thing where people can get um, some quick groceries and those kind of things, coffee shops, laundromats, all those kind of things. So that could rebuild some of those areas because usually as the housing stock gets depleted, or isn't used in that area, then the businesses start to leave as well. So again, how this works more specifically, we can get a little bit more into the details here. Investors are able to defer and reduce their taxes up to 15% on capital gains. Um, if those um, capital gains are reinvested into an opportunity fund within 180 days. So you have basically a half a year if you sell something to buy into one of these opportunity zones. And then, um, again, you can uh, potentially uh, get rid of all the capital gains if you hold the investment for more than 10 years, or at least 10 years. So there's a couple core tax incentives that are built into this. So the first is that there's like a temporary deferral of the gains. And then there's what's called a step-up basis, which is a forgiveness of, of a certain portion of the gain. And then there's the permanent exclusion, which I think is the big carrot that everyone would be going for, which is that, you know, then you don't have the capital gains if you hold it for 10 years. So that's, that's I think, where – because I, I think what they're trying to do is they just don't want somebody to kind of take advantage of this, use this as a tax shelter, you know, fix up some property, flip it really quick and get the heck out of there and then just watch it go back, you know, back to the situation that it was in. So they don't want that to happen. They want someone in, to continually invest in it, build it up. Maybe it's, a, it's an old apartment building that's decrepit and someone – kind of take new ownership of it, fix it all up and turn it into a nicer property and hold on to it uh, for a long time and, and really make it a part of the community. So I think that really makes a lot of sense. I think that was pretty pretty smart how they put that together. So again, some of the requirements, if you wanted to do an opportunity fund, or I mean uh, uh, opportunity zone, and then there's the opportunity fund. So some of the requirements of the opportunity fund which is sort of the vehicle to, to make this happen. It, it's an investment vehicle that is set up as either a partnership or a corporation for investing in the eligible opportunity zone properties. So in order to do this, the fund has to be either a partnership or a corporation uh, for the purpose of investing in this property. So you would need to potentially set up a new corporation to do this and again, I am not an attorney, I am not a tax accountant, so please consult with them if you're looking at doing this. Um, again, for this opportunity fund, the fund must hold at least 90% of its assets in this property. So most of the assets have to be put into the property. And then the fund must be certified according to the IRS and Treasury regulations.
okay? And they have a special form that you fill out. They call it a form 8996. Uh, and you would have to put that on with your tax return. So definitely work with your accountant on this if this is something you're going to do. Anytime you're transferring property and trying to defer or do exchanges, this is big time uh, accountant territory. Make sure that they know what you're doing and advise you through that process. I can't stress that enough. Also, again, talk to your attorney on this because this is stuff that is uh, – you know, above my pay grade, let's say, and uh, you want to do this right because the last thing you want to do is sell a property and then have a situation where you, it's not eligible and then you have this huge tax ramification that you weren't planning on. Okay, so another question that people will ask from time to time is, do you have to live in that opportunity zone in order to take advantage of the tax benefit? And that answer is no, you do not. You don't have to live, work, or even have a business in the Opportunity Zone. So you could have investors from out of state come in and uh, maybe they sell a property in a different state and then they come into your state and do this. So yeah, this would this would allow for out-of-state investors to come in and do this stuff. Uh, but again, if the property's sitting there, it's blighted and nothing's happening with it, uh, we could only hope that people from out of state come in and, and, and buy it and do something with it because that would be a good thing. And uh, we don't need property sitting around. And I'm sure municipalities don't want property sitting uh, lighted up or um, unused. Uh, a lot of municipalities in our area are getting smarter at getting rid of the property that they own that is not collecting tax dollars. And carving off those pieces of property, turning them into small home sites, turning them into little redevelopment projects, and then that turns into tax revenue for them. And especially when uh, instead of raising taxes, taking the land and the property that you have that's not generating an income and, and making it income producing, even helping out getting the property ready so that someone can go in and buy it and develop it, that's a smart move for municipalities. So we are seeing a little bit more of that, and that's a good thing. So if you're interested more in opportunity zones and finding out where they are and those kind of things, my advice to you would be to go to the government website. It's WEDA, W-H-E-D-A dot com forward slash opportunity and then a hyphen, you know, the horizontal dash zones. So WEDA.com forward slash opportunity hyphen zones. You can go there and that will direct you to some of these properties and has all sorts of information that you can do more research on opportunity zones. So I hope that you guys have found this episode of the Home Building Hero super informative. Uh, this is something that you know is, is new to me as well. I'm learning about it. I think it's pretty interesting. It definitely has some, um, some potential here to not only help fix up some of these blighted areas in town, uh, but it also has the opportunity for people to to have a little bit more of an incentive to do it now where I think economically before because of the cost of construction, uh, the risk involved didn't make a lot of sense. Now this really takes a lot of that uh, out of the way because there's so many good incentives here. So again, if you're a developer, hopefully you found this interesting and you can take advantage of it. If you're just a consumer looking to invest or get into some investment property, again, this could potentially be a very good opportunity for you as well. So again, I, I wanna encourage you guys like uh, the podcast, subscribe to it. Uh, if you get a chance while you're in the podcast app as well, you can rate the podcast. Appreciate it if you could give us a five-star rating. We'd appreciate it. It helps people find this information, and that's what we're all about. We're about providing great content for you guys, 
And whether you tune into every episode or you just tune into the ones that you're interested in, we've got you covered here. We talk all things housing, design, real estate, and more. And I thank you guys so much for tuning into the Home Building Hero, and we'll talk to you all soon.